it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Josh Shapiro and Tristan Maddie. What's up, guys? It's Tristan here, back for episode 85 of the Grounds Crew podcast. Today is Thursday, February 28th. Last day of February, we have just about a month to go before baseball starts. And, you know, I was all set to record the podcast before. I had my notes all ready to go. We were going to talk about, is Bryce Harper going to sign this week? Is this finally the week? And turns out that it, it is. Because I was getting ready to go. I was about to record. And then news breaks that Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. So we'll give you all the details on that. The biggest news we've been waiting for all offseason, it finally happened. Crazy stuff. It was, you know, it was surprising, but it didn't surprise anybody at the same time, if you get what I mean. We all kind of thought he was going to be signing with the Phillies, and it finally happened. So, awesome news. I'm so glad that that whole ordeal that him and Manny Machado are both signed and it's over and done with. So we'll give you all the details on it. We'll talk about it for a while. First up, we got behind the brand. As you guys know, Josh, the head of Baseball Lifestyle, was out in Arizona for spring training, staying with Chase Darno, and he got the opportunity to hang out with Trevor Bauer and Hunter Green. So plenty of content coming your guys' way. I hope you guys saw it. It was all over the Instagram, all over the Instagram story. We did a lot of cool things with both of them. You know, Trevor Bauer, he's changing the game with his film company, Momentum. He's got all the drone stuff. We all know he likes drones. You know, he cut his hand up. But they're really, they're doing some really cool camera stuff, and we got to be a part of that. Kyle met up with Josh. He got to be a part of it. You know, Kyle's our boy. He's always doing some cool stuff with the cameras, uh, awesome film stuff. So we got together, and... Did some really cool things. You, you guys are wanna going to want to stay tuned and check all that out. That'll be all on the Instagram once we have some of that all done and edited. And we also got to do some cool stuff with Hunter Green. Got to do some filming, some camera shots, a lot of cool stuff. So, you know, if you don't know, Hunter Green, he was the number two pick in the draft in 2017. He's now, I believe, the 22nd ranked prospect in the league with the Cincinnati Reds. He's a flamethrower. Dude's throwing over 100 miles per hour. Very talented dude. So, that. And, of course, we got to meet up with baseballologist Chase Darno and our boy Fuzzy from YouTube. So, we got, were able to do a lot of cool stuff with those guys, too. So, make sure you t- keep an eye out on Baseball Lifestyles Instagram, on Baseball Lifestyles YouTube. Because we'll have a lot of cool content for you guys to check out. So, definitely looking forward to that. We've also got a couple big restocks coming on Friday on the BL101 website. The baseball pendant 2.0 with the bat cross and the ball on top, that's going to be restocked, as well as the home plate pendant. So those things are going to be restocked on Friday at 12 p.m. noon. Make sure to set your alarms if you want some. Limited quantities. So now, what you've all been waiting for, Let's talk about Bryce Harper. It looks like Bryce Harper will be spending the rest of his days in the city of brotherly love after signing a huge 
13-year deal worth $330 million. That's the largest contract in a major league history. It's $5 million more than $325 million extension that John Carlos Stanton received. And it's also bigger than any contract from NHL history, NBA history, or NFL history. So it was a smart move playing baseball, kids. Maybe you should keep that in mind. But yeah, it looks like he's going to be spending the rest of his career in Philadelphia. The contract's going to take him until he's 39 years old. You don't see contracts like that often these days. And it has a full no-trade clause and no opt-outs. So he's settling into Philly. Scott Boris said that they had a full buffet of offers, some of which even had annual salaries of $45 million, a little bit shorter-term deals, which is probably what the Dodgers were probably had on the table. Uh, $45 million a year. That's crazy. I mean, in the end, you know, you might be able to make more money that way, but he wanted to be in one place for a long time. He didn't want a shorter-term deal. He wanted, obviously, to just pick one place and be there. Scott Boris, he went on to tell the Post that the New York Post that they were looking to get the longest contract possible, and all the reports are saying that Bryce wanted to settle down in one city, and something that came up in all the meetings with teams was the word family. He wanted to have a family. He wanted to settle down in one city, you know, get a house, have kids, let those kids go to school around there. He didn't want to be bouncing around the league. He didn't want to be traded and have to uproot his family. He didn't want to have to go through the free agency process again, obviously. So they got the long contract, 13 years. It's crazy. You don't see deals like that these days. I mean, obviously, Albert Pujols, he signed a huge deal with the Angels a few years back, but that was when he was like, what, 31, 32? So that's going to take him until his 40s. So this is pretty crazy. It's a big deal. And a lot of people are making the joke, oh, they were committed 13 years to a guy that just hit 249. Well, he had a down year. Everybody has a down year. This guy also won an MVP a couple years ago, hitting 330. So it's not all about that. He also has a 27.4 wins above replacement through his age 25 season. And that ranks 25th in baseball since World War II. So he's one of the biggest names in baseball. You just went out and got him. And think of every all the revenue that comes through a player like that. You just got, like I said, one of the biggest names in the game. You could argue he's not in that top 10, but most people would probably say that he is in the top 10 players in baseball. And But he has one of the, the very biggest names. He's bigger than some of those other players that may, may be ahead of him. So people are going to want to come see that guy. People are going to want to buy his jerseys. People are going to want to sponsor that guy. All crazy stuff. His name is going to be out there. So you just did a thing. You just added a superstar to your team. So I really think this is a win for both sides. I think Bryce got exactly what he wanted, regardless of wh whether or not he likes the city of Philadelphia. $330 million will probably change your mind. And it's a long-term commitment by the Phillies. Don't get me wrong. 13 years, it's going to take him until his age 39 season. At that point, he's going to be a grizzled vet. But a superstar is basically the only piece they were missing, and they went out and got him, you know, He's only 26, so you're still going to get most of his prime years, and that's what you're paying for in a contract like that. So I think it's a great move by them.
They clearly went into this offseason with a mission they've been preparing for years, and I'd say they accomplished it. They signed McCutcheon and Robertson. They traded for Segura and Real Muto. They extended Nola, and they capped it off by getting Bryce Harper, the biggest prize of the free agency market. This was already a young, talented team, and they made tons of strides in 2018 after a number of losing seasons. And they ended up being in the playoff mix pretty late and finished up with an 80 and 82 record. That's respectable. It's not going to get you anywhere, but it's respectable, you know, after what we had seen from the Phillies in years past. Right after that streak they had going up to 2011, it really got worse and worse every year. And now we're finally seeing them on the up and up. They went out and addressed many of their weaker areas, and now they're a real contender. Very real. I'd say they're one of the best teams in the National League, uh, right behind the Dodgers and the Cubs. Definitely in the mix for the NL East title. They might be the best team in the division already. There's some questions with that starting rotation, but they're looking like a very full team. Let me give you some stats to kind of show you where they were last season. In 2018, the Phillies were 11th in the National League in runs scored. The right field position for the Phillies batted just 225 with 20 home runs and 71 runs batted in. The shortstop position batted just 233 with a 280 on base percentage. Now you're adding four former All-Stars to that lineup. Not, not to mention putting them in Citizens Bank Park. One of the best hitters parks in the entire league. Only one stadium had a higher home run factor for lefties in 2018, and that was Yankee Stadium with that short right field porch. So that's going to play perfectly for Bryce Harper. I mean, that sweet lefty stroke, he's just going to be driving home runs out of there. I mean, we might see him win a couple more MVP awards while he's out in Philly because he's just going to be mashing home runs all day long out there. And, you know, a little fun comes out of this. Because Bryce Harper, like I said, one of the biggest names in baseball, his former team is in that division, obviously. The Washington Nationals are in the NL East with the Phillies. And they're a competitive team, too. They prepared themselves for life after Bryce Harper very nicely. They have one of the best pitching staffs in the entire league. They added, they took the money that they would have given to Bryce Harper and they put it in other places that needed to be addressed. They got guys like Brian Dozier, who were very good players and had just had a down year. So... They're going to be seeing a lot of each other, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we see a little bit of a rivalry. These two teams are going to be competing for the playoffs and, you know, their former big-name player. The Phillies will be playing in Washington in just the second series of the season on April 2nd and April 3rd. So we'll see how the reception is for Bryce Harper when he gets to town. Should be fun. And, of course, we may have seen Bryce Harper's price go up in the days leading up to his signing. And that's because Nolan Arenado reached a record-breaking contract extension with the Colorado Rockies for eight years, and it's worth $260 million. That sets a per-year record for position players coming in at just about $32.5 million per year. That's topped only by Zach Greinke's $34 million, which is still pretty crazy now looking back at that. He has an opt-out after the third year, so things aren't working out. You know, he's still young. He could get on back on the free agency market right when he's around 30. He was set to hit the free agency market following the 2019 season, and he would have definitely received a ton of interest because a lot of teams view Nolan Arenado as a better third baseman than or a better position player than Manny Machado. And 
I think that's what the Yankees were thinking. You know, a lot of the rumors were going around that they didn't want to go pursue Machado too heavily because they saw Nolan Arenado coming onto the free agency market the following year, and they wanted to make a pitch to him. That's obviously not going to happen now, and I'm a little bit disappointed, not going to lie to you guys, but, you know, I can deal Miguel Andujar is a very nice player, and, you know, I'm not going to be a salty Yankee fan. But a lot of teams are going to be disappointed because Nolan Arenado, he's one of the best players in the league. I think he might be better than Bryce Harper. I think he might be better than Manny Machado. I think he's that good. And he's just 27 years old. He's a four-time All-Star. He's been awarded a gold glove in each of his six major league seasons. And he's led the NL in homers three times. You know, the Colorado factor may come into play a little bit, but he's a very talented player. And over six years in Colorado, he's slashed 291, 346, and 539 with 186 home runs and 616 RBIs. He's a very good player on both sides of the ball, and he's worth every cent that he's gotten because he's a very underrated player. He doesn't get the hype that other, these other guys are getting, but he's playing just as well, and he's doing it probably more consistently. So... Nolan Arenado, he just got paid, and deservedly so. That's going to take him for most of his career. Good for Nolan Arenado, and even better for the Rockies. You know, that they could retain a player like that, because they now have him under contract for a little while, and now Charlie Blackman under contract for a little while. Next move is probably to go lock down Trevor Story. And then you got guys like Brendan Rodgers coming up. Uh, the starting rotation is still a little bit of an issue, but we've seen the Colorado Rockies compete and put good teams together. So it's a good move for them that they could retain their big-name players because they are more of a small market team. And, you know, spring training is actually when we see a lot of guys choose to shore up their future, uh, lock down a contract extension before opening day because some guys choose not to talk about contracts during the season, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but that's exactly what guys like Luis Severino and Aaron Hicks did with the Yankees. The Yankees ace signed a four-year extension with a club option for a fifth, and that can max out around $52 million, but the contract itself is for $4 million over four years. And it's very similar to the Aaron Nola deal that we saw a couple weeks ago. And that deal takes Seve through his arbitration years, and he would still be a free agent at 29 if the Yankees exercised, even if the Yankees exercised the option. Severino, he struggled in his first years in the big leagues. Uh, kind of looked like a fluke of a prospect, to be honest. But he's turned himself into an all-star with some of the best velocity in the league. The guy throws 100 miles per hour, even to late into games. He doesn't look like he gets tired at all. And he's thrown over 190 innings in each of the past two seasons. So, the Yankees made the smart move. They locked down their ace to a very team-friendly, player-friendly deal. They don't have to worry about going to arbitration, any of that. So they have him down for a good couple of years. And as for Aaron Hicks, the Yankees locked him up for seven years and $70 million. The Yankees picked up Hicks from the Twins on the cheap way back in 2015. He was a former first round pick who hadn't really put it together yet. And after struggling in his first year with the Yankees, he really struggled. He was batting just 217. He showed flashes on the defensive end of the ball, but really struggled on the hitting side. 
He's actually turned himself into one of the league's better center fielders, ranking behind only Mike Trout in wins above replacement back in 2018. Obviously, it's Mike Trout and then the field. Mike Trout had a wins above replacement of over 10. And then Aaron Hicks came in at second with about 4.7. He also set a career high in home runs with 27, RBI with 79, and runs with 90. So this guy's kind of a 5-2 player. I mean, he's also a switch hitter, and he's got an absolute cannon of an arm. He's got speed. He can hit a little bit, and he gets on base. And, you know, some people might make fun of the fact that it's a seven-year deal. That's a long commitment. I mean, if any of you guys see, follow anything Barstool-related, uh, one of their Mets fans tweeted out about how it was a joke that the Yankees signed this guy to a seven-year extension. But if you really look at the stats and look at what Aaron Hicks is worth, he's a very good player. He's a very nice player. $10 million is not really hindering in any way for to a team like the Yankees. That's pretty team-friendly. And, you know, it's a good deal for Hicks as well. $70 million, it's nothing to laugh at. He just had a kid, so... He probably wanted to settle down a little bit, and now he is in one place for seven years. Like that's a good long commitment. He's 29 now, I believe. So that'll take him till he's 35, 36. I'm sure he'll be thinking of hanging it up at that point. Good move. I'm happy with it. He's a guy like that. He's a very quality player. He's a good piece to your team, and now you got him under contract for a good long time. So good move by the Yankees. I think Dylan Batansis is next on their to-do list. And, you know, signing guys like this to very team-friendly deals, it helps them because in a couple of years, they're going to have to give Aaron Judge all the money. Aaron Judge is going to get so much money from the Yankees. So you need to have money in the back in your back pocket to be able to go out and give that a guy like that what he deserves. So good move by the Yankees. It's being smart. It's going and thinking about the future. I like it. And we also saw the Minnesota Twins come out and make some moves. We saw them sign Nelson Cruz and Jonathan Scoa earlier in this offseason. And now they went out and got Marwin Gonzalez. The utility man agreed to a two-year, $21 million deal with Minnesota last Friday. Gonzalez is really known for his versatility. I mean, in 2018, he played every position for the Astros except for pitcher and catcher. So A.J. Hinch called him his Swiss Army Knife because you could put him at any position on any given day. He's also a switch hitter. So this guy could really do it all. I mean, I mean the Twins, they have players at most of the positions. There's no question about who's starting at each of their positions. Miguel Sano should be playing third. Jonathan Scoop at second. Uh, they just locked up Jorge Polanco at short. And you got Max Kepler, Brian Buxton, guys uh, guys like that in the outfield. So there's not really a defined position for Marwin Gonzalez, but that's not what you're getting him for, to play every day at one position. I mean, he played the most games of his career in 2018, but that's because guys, guys like uh, Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa, they went down for a little while. So this guy is really to just be a super man on your bench. Just go play whatever position you need to. He could literally go out and play shortstop one day and then right field the next. It's awesome to have a guy like that on your team because 
it takes you out of a lot of predicaments because he's a, definitely a big league player. It's not like you're getting a guy that can barely hit or anything. Because in 2018, he actually had one of his best hitting careers of his career. He hit 247 with 16 home runs and 68 runs batted in. That's a very good season. And he also led the Astros and runs batted in in the playoffs. So it's a very good piece to add for a team that kind of scuffled, scuffled in 2018 after making the playoffs. I think they want to make a run in what is definitely a weak AL Central. Nice couple moves by the Twins. They never go out and get the huge names. But they always go out and are active in the free agency market. So I think that's all we got for you guys today. Phillies definitely think they won the offseason. I mean, how could you even argue it? Uh, Padres made a very nice move getting Machado. But the Phillies just did so much. And I think they are definitely in the mix for a World Series now. I think, you know... The pitching rotation, it has some questions, but it's definitely anchored down by Aaron Nola and uh, Jake Arrieta right at the top. I think they might be able to go out and get a couple uh, cheaper guys that are quality pitchers. I don't think Dallas Keuchel's really in the mix for them at this point. But the Phillies, I think they are hmm, probably a top six team in baseball, top seven. You know, you got the Yankees and Red Sox, Astros, uh, Dodgers and Cubs. I don't think the the Indians are better. I think the Phillies are a more complete roster at this point after what all, everything that the Indians lost over the past couple of years. So I think they're probably a uh, top six, top seven team in baseball. And I think it's going to be fun. I think the NL East is going to be a lot of fun because you got four teams that are going to be competing for a playoff spot. I think the Phillies are the best team in that division. I think the Braves are a close second, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, there might be some rivalries brewing over there in the NL East. But, like I said, a lot of fun coming. Season's coming soon, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. right there was the grounds crew brought to you by baseball lifestyle